Hi, welcome to the Desert Farm Wives podcast. I'm April. I'm a little glam and a little country. I'm a city girl figuring out life on the farm, raising babies, animals, flowers, and growing our business one day at a time. I'm Jamie, a produce girl in the farming world, raising babies and businesses. I'm sweet as a melon, but spicy as a chili, and I'll certainly sell you both. I'm Lou, farming onions in Mexico, wild and free, with a passion for health and self-discovery. Farming each day with desert vibes and watching the beautiful sunrise, we are three farm wives, farm moms, and desert divas navigating our way through family, farming, raising kids, and living life to the fullest. Join us for real talk on what it's like to farm through the deserts of the Southwest and Mexico. Hi everyone, and welcome to our first episode of the Desert Farm Wives. We're so excited to be here today. Our mission with this podcast is to talk about how unique it is to farm in the desert regions of the Southwest and Mexico. We wanted to share the highs and lows of life as farm wives, moms, and women in ag. We're here to educate and advocate on the importance of farming, small businesses, and what it's like to own and run a family farm. I feel so blessed and grateful to have these two wonderful ladies with me today. And this is just a long time coming. We're so excited uh, for this podcast. And I'm just happy that you've chosen to join us today. And I'm excited for you to get to know these lovely ladies. So we're gonna talk a little bit today about some introductions into our farm and what each of our operations entails. And so we're gonna just jump right into it. First off, we're gonna start off with Lou, who is our little senorita south of the border. Lou, why don't you tell us a little bit about your operation? Hey, Jamie and April. So good to be here with you girls today. This is so exciting. And thanks for including me in this um, desert farm wife chat. I'm excited. So a little bit about me. My name's Lou Bluth. Um, I grew up in East Texas. Um, my dad was military. So we did move on and off a lot to different military bases for a year or two here and there. But I claim East Texas, a very small town called Madisonville has like a population of 5,000, lots of ranchers live there. The main, the main career choice there was probably ranching. And um, um, if you went to my high school, all the cool kids were in FFA. So you had to be an FFA if you like, you had to rock that corduroy jacket just to like move up a notch in the cool kid category. So leadership competitions, not necessarily dealing with animals. Not like the, I'm not like a big animal person. Like they kind of smell and, um, and I kind of have allergies. So <laughs> I just, I'm just not, I'm not the best animal person at all, but I, I loved the leadership rules in ag in the FFA program. And, um, I did a competition called ag issues in high school and went to state in Texas and, um, almost made it to nationals, but that was just such a fun experience. So a lot of ag, ag throughout my upbringing in that way. Um, I went to college in Utah at BYU where I met Bronson, who is my husband and he is from the Mormon colonies 
in northern Chihuahua, Mexico. So it's a group of American Mormons who fled to northern Mexico in the early 1900s. So he's from there and his family's been here since the early 1900s, farming, gathering up branches and land and orchards throughout the years. Um, at this point, most of his family has all left, aunts, uncles, cousins, everyone has now left the United States um, just for more opportunity. And they kind of wanted to get out of the farming industry and out of Mexico. But his dad and him and his brother are still here in Mexico. They're the remaining Bluths in this Mormon colony area. And at this point, they only own one farm now, and it's the farm we live on and we run here in Ascension, Chihuahua. It's about two hours from El Paso, about an hour to the Columbus, New Mexico border, which is not too far from Jamie here. And so we do crop row vegetables, lots of vegetables, lots of onions, especially onions. We're getting really into onions and we have an onion shed that we are starting this year, this season. We're so excited and um, we're really excited about it. It's our first year with our onion shed. In fact, we've been like ordering bags and trying to get a good manager to interview and find to manage it all. So it's been, it's going to be really exciting for us. That's our new venture this year. And we grow a lot of chili peppers. Um, and then we have a lot of rotation crops just to keep the ground nutri like nutrition good. Uh, everything, beans, corn, wheat, oats, cotton, um, just about anything you can think of that's grows in our area. We, we do it and rotate to keep our onions and chili, which are our cash crops, to keep those healthy throughout the year. So um, that's our big thing. My role on the farm is um, kind of like the farm fitness instructor and homeschool mom and nutrition coach. And um, I make lots of food and experiment with nutrition. I'm a nutrition coach. I have my own nutrition coaching business. So I do a lot of like recipe creating and things like that to help people hit their goals. And um, I homeschool my two boys, but we have switched to an online program, which has been amazing. But living on the farm, we live right next to my in-laws. And so I have a lot of help like raising my boys. I, my, my mother-in-law is basically the best grandma you can imagine, like crafting and baking and loving and hugging and singing and like I mean she just blows like over the top but I like in such a good way and so my boys are over there like they wake up and they head over there for breakfast when it's time for school they come home for a little bit do school here and then they're off to go play with their cousins and back at grandma's then they're off running around on four-wheelers like I honestly guys I don't see them that much <laughs> like they just kind of live their own free-range life here on the farm and just love it. They have two cousins that are living here temporarily for a few more months. And so I'm just letting them enjoy their time with their cousins and this crazy COVID time of just like, live it up. Like your homeschool, get it done. They're just off playing, exploring. Um, I don't know. It's, it's been a really interesting year. I don't think this is, it's not a routine I want to maintain, but I'm just loving it. And um, I'm loving living on the farm. I don't think we're going to live here that much longer, but it's been really good during the COVID period for us. Um, 
And just, I think the spirituality of being on the farm and surrounded by nature has really blessed my life in a time of like kind of spiritual turmoil for me. And so having that surrounded by that has been a huge comfort and peace for me, especially during this, this year. And we can get more into that later on in a few podcasts, which I'd love to talk about spirituality and that topic. I love anything that has to do with self-discovery, spirituality, and things of that nature. So that's kind of my, um, where I'm at right now and what our farm life looks like here in Northern Mexico. That is awesome. Thanks, Lou. I just, I've loved watching um, you and your husband Bronson on Instagram. And I love how you tie in your nutrition planning and he ties his nutrition planning for the crops in together. And I think it's so cool to see that. Um, And I think it's great that the farm has brought you two together in that sort of way. And um, so when you move off the farm, where are you moving to? Do you know that yet? So if, yeah, we're only living here temporarily just during this COVID time and homeschooling, and we're just kind of enjoying traveling and, and being around, being wherever we want to be with our kids now that their, their school is online, it's kind of freed up a lot of our family time, which has been awesome. And so living on the farm has worked year especially but we have a home in the mormon colonies that we've lived there forever that's it's our home we own it it's a beautiful property the boys have there's a bilingual school there that i used to teach at for five years um which it's a really good school and so i think that's the thing that makes the most sense bronson's onion shed is going up in that town very close to our home so it just makes the most sense that we just need to probably make the transition back to there if I can manage my mental health a little bit more this go round um, with the town and, and Mormonism and all of that transition out. So our plan is to move there by August so the boys can get started and enrolled in school. And um, we'll see how that transition goes. I'm a little nervous for sure of um, putting myself back in an environment that I've kind of outgrown in a, in a sense. But I'm excited to see what that adventure looks like. And I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. You're going to rock it. You, you rock everything that you do, Lou. So we're, we're your uh, cheerleaders behind you here. (laughs) Well, let's transition over to April. She is the girl that is full of glam mixed in with all things farming and animals. And she is the ultimate girl mom. So April, why don't you tell us a little bit about your operation? hard to follow Lou just gonna say because she's just the coolest but that's fine um (laughs) so I'm April I um, am married to my husband Jason we've been married for uh, five years seven years seven years time flies by when you're having fun I guess um we have two daughters Verity who is almost four and then Layton who is almost two and we farm and raise animals in eastern New Mexico so a little bit about me I did not grow up in agriculture at all I grew up in city and the closest thing for me was my grandparents farmed um but my dad left the farm and we lived in the city. And so I was just super disconnected from just the world of agriculture. So when you're talking about high school, Lou, and like FFA or whatever it's even called, <laughs> I, that's foreign to me. I'm like, I have no clue, but my day will come because I've got two farm kids, right? Um, <laughs> so um, a little bit about our farm. 
We actually left the family farm in 2017. Jason is a fifth generation farmer, but we started our own operation. And over the last two years, we really have kind of transitioned our operation from conventional farming to more direct to consumer. So no longer really growing cash crops. Um, we're really just growing crops that we can graze and bale hay from. So we raise cattle, we raise hogs. We now have a hundred chickens that Jason bought. Um, and we're opening a cut flower farm this summer. So we're super excited about that. Um, so yeah, we sell our beef, our pork, soon to have eggs and flowers to our community, but we're also shipping our meats nationwide. So um, yeah, it's just something that Jason and I are super passionate about, um, just bringing people back into the world of agriculture. Like I said, me being so disconnected from that world, we just want to help people come back to the family farm and be able to see what it really is like, you know, whether that's seeing seeds sprout or animals being born and raised, um, just allowing people to come to our farm and gather and just kind of reconnect to earth. It's just kind of what we're really passionate about. So I kind of wear all the hats. <laughs> um, I do all of our marketing. I do all of our inventory. I do all of our shipping. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping that we can hire some help this summer so I don't lose my ever-loving mind. <laughs> and that's about it with me. I don't know. <laughs> so April, and you, the business that you run as far as your meat packing goes is Five Heart Farms, right? Yes. So we created Five Heart Farms, our new entity, back in 2019. So the first year that we left um, the family farm, Jason worked for a construction company. He was a project manager and he was there for almost two years. And then we kind of just saw the need. It just doesn't rain here in Eastern New Mexico. It's so dry. We're in just the biggest drought. And honestly, we don't have a lot of water in our wells. <laughs> and so um, we just had to find a new way. If we wanted to continue to farm, we had to find a new way. And so that's kind of what, why we've been transitioning kind of out of conventional um, for us and more direct to consumer, because it just makes sense for us to be able, honestly, to survive at this point. Um, but eventually we'd love to grow corn or Milo or different things again. But for now, this is just, it's working and we just love what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. And we'll get into that in some future episodes because um, we are desert farmers and that is definitely one of the key things when it comes to farming is water. Thanks so much, April. Watching you and Jason and your farm with the girls and your cattle operation is so interesting on Instagram. So if you haven't followed uh, April or Lou on Instagram, you need to get on there now because they are awesome to follow along with. Um, a fun little fact, April, Lou, and I met on Instagram. So our relationship was born on social media and our friendship has just bloomed and grown from there. And we have so enjoyed discussing what similarities and differences our operations have, even though they're so close in proximity and we all three farm in the desert it's just different on each operation. And so we're really excited to bring to you the unique side of farming in the desert and what we do here as desert farmers. So with that, we'll jump into my introduction. My name is Jamie Viramontes, and I am excited to be a host here on the Desert Farm Wives podcast. 
My husband and I run a diversified row crop operation, which is actually more simple than what it sounds like. It simply is we grow multiple crops all in a row. We grow mostly produce crops, including watermelons, pumpkins, onions, green chili peppers, as well as some pecans, pinto beans, and forage crops, including wheat and alfalfa hay. About six years ago, we expanded into Red Mountain Produce, which is a produce packing and shipping facility. So we actually harvest and then process or clean, pack and ship both our watermelons and our pumpkins to retailers nationwide. So this was a huge step for us. Uh, and it's been a long five years. It's been a huge learning curve. I have learned so much about agriculture and about the produce industry through this uh, new venture of ours. Growing up, I didn't grow up directly on a farm or ranch. I was raised in a rural town here in central New Mexico. My family had a ranch growing up, so we had a small cattle operation on that ranch. So I always helped with branding, shipping. We grew a few beans on a couple of acres of land, as well as some sugar cane that we would harvest for the cattle there on the ranch. So it wasn't anything like this farm, but I did grow up understanding the industry and really having an appreciation for it at, a, at an early age. So my, throughout my growing up, my passion increased through 4-H and FFA. I was active in both, just like Lou, from speeches to judging to showing. I basically competed in it all. I was very active in both 4-H and FFA. I even became a for, state 4-H ambassador and later a state 4-H officer, and I traveled with both those organizations, and so they really helped me to push even more my passion towards the agriculture industry. I raised livestock, which I thought think is amazing. If anyone ever wants to teach their kids about responsibility and really taking responsibility for something, uh, raising livestock is hands down an amazing way to help kids. I learned all about how to manage finances. I learned about how important it is to actually take care of an animal and how to ration their feed. It just the science behind it is so much more than it seems from just looking on the outside looking in. So I highly recommend anyone to show livestock and to be involved in both 4-H and FFA. Those are very great organizations. So through those organizations, I decided to attend New Mexico State University and all through college, I stayed in the ag college. I loved everything ag related. Um, I was very active in the National Agri-Marketing Association, and I ended up getting my degree in agriculture, business, and economics in May of 2011. And by November of 2011, Cole and I were married, and I moved to the farm. And I've been here ever since. I love everything about being a farm wife and now a farm mom. And I guess you would call me a farm boss. <laughs> like many other farm wives, you can imagine I have many jobs. I wear multiple hats here on the farm. 
My first and main job is a farm mom. I have two lovely children most of the time. <laughs> Raising toddlers definitely isn't for the faint of heart, but I have a five-year-old son. His name is Caden and a three-year-old daughter, and so they keep me busy. They already love the farm and riding around on the tractor and staying with my husband and my father-in-law, and they're a big part of our operation. I also am, I keep the books for both our entities, including bill pay, financial planning, and budgeting each season. I run our food safety management program. So food safety is really a big issue within the produce industry. Uh, we have to ensure that our food is safe for consumption. And that is one of the main issues with within the produce industry as a whole. And so each season we are, we go through a strenuous auditing process to make sure that our crops are safe for consumption and that we're keeping accurate records uh, and that everyone that enters our field is trained and knows all our rules when it comes to keeping the food safe for uh, eventually for consumption. I also oversee the labor, shipping, and receiving at Red Mountain Produce, our uh, processing facility. So that um, season runs from July to October, and I have to oversee, make sure that we have the labor, make sure that harvest is going smoothly, that everything is getting packed correctly, and that sh uh, trucks are being shipped out in a timely manner. So it sounds pretty simple, but it's a lot. I I got thrown into the the job and they were like, oh, it, it won't be much. You'll only have to go in like two or three days a week. We'll find a manager to, to manage this facility. And really, in all reality, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. So that's been my learning curve for the last several years is trying to figure out a way to efficiently manage this facility. And really, it's, a lot of it is self-taught in learning how to run all the operations. So that's a little bit about myself. Our farm as a whole, it's a third generation family farm. My father-in-law is still very active in the farm. So uh, between him and Cole, my husband, they both run the entire operation and manage it. We do have a few full-time employees and we really, we love farming in the desert. We love the Southwest region. Cole's grandpa started this farm, like I said, three generations ago. He started it in the seventies and I think the seventies, maybe even the sixties. And they've just grown from there. And we truly love the the legacy of family farms. And we're very passionate about that. And so that led me to honestly to expanding on Facebook and working hard to advocate or advocate for the industry of agriculture and really show what goes on on these small family farms and show what we're doing season in and season out to help feed people. And that's really our main passion. So I honestly had joined Instagram because I was trying to get some, uh, to put, put out an advertisement for some labor for our packing shed a few years ago. And then I started um, 
getting introduced to this community of people. And I just love that these young farmers and ranchers are working so hard to help bridge the gap between consumers and producers. And I really, really think it's great that people want to learn about where their food comes from. And I'm happy to teach about that. So I think that's what is so awesome about being able to be on Instagram and social media, as well as starting up a podcast. So we're excited to be here and to be sharing with you all about the uniqueness of growing produce and other crops and animals here in the Southwest and Mexico and really in the desert. We really appreciate you tuning in with us today on the first ever Desert Farm Lives podcast. There's plenty more to come as we have candid conversations about what it's like surviving motherhood and farm life in the deserts of the Southwest and Mexico. On the Desert Farm Wives podcast, we strive to bring you encouragement, joy, and entertainment, all while teaching you a little bit about farming in the desert. Tune in next time as April, Lou, and Jamie continue to discuss family, faith, fitness, and most of all, farming in the desert.